This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show. He's not on the run from an Afghan warlord, but he's ready to talk about one, Ryan Nelson. Justin, if the producers of The Old Man are looking for a late 40s, early 50s, Jeff Bridges-like guy <laughs> who works at an office after he's got off a mission, maybe gain, you know, 30 to 40 pounds afterwards. <laughs> I am available. You are available. <laughs> I, I can see you. I can see you and, you and Jeff Bridges being a, a, a yeah. bit of a, 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 I'm not sure what the word is, but a, yeah. a stand-in, I guess, is the word I'm looking yeah. for. I could, I could see it. So uh, if you've been listening to podcasts since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you are new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the season one of The Old Man on Hulu. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon only content. You can support us at a three, five, ten, or twenty dollar level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron, you can help out the show by writing us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. And to try to encourage people to give us reviews on Apple Podcasts, we are doing the very first ever Main Attraction Podcast giveaway. We have procured a hat that, a uh, the same hat that Thor was wearing in Thor Love and Thunder when he was going from dad bod to god bod, uh, the one that says Thor Strongest Avengers. So if you would like to enter and win that hat, it is a very simple thing that we ask you to do. We are asking you to go on to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and write just, just one or two sentences about why you enjoy the show. That's all that we're asking you to do. Uh, if you are the winner, we'll try to get in touch with you. Uh, the easiest way would either be through email or through twitter uh but once we actually have a winner we'll talk about that uh ron what do we think maybe at the end of august announce a winner yeah i think that's fair yeah so that should give plenty, people plenty of time yeah, so, plenty of time so we'll we'll we'll, give, we'll do our best to remind everybody until we get done recording uh in the month of august but if you would be interested in winning that hat and like i said that's all you gotta do go to apple podcast click the five stars click on review and like i said write one or two sentences and if you've already done it we'll put you in the in the drawing for it as well so uh those of you who have already given us that review we appreciate you and we will definitely keep you in the consideration for the for the hat but even if you don't like marvel or if you didn't watch thor but you probably have somebody in your life that would love mcu's huge it's absolutely it's a, it's a great hat. yeah it's a great hat so uh like i said uh you should be able to find if you don't want it you should be able to find somebody in your life that yeah. you want to give it to so all right so like i said just go and do that and then you can have a chance to win and we will hopefully give that out at the end of august all right, we are talking about the old man, Ryan. Uh, let's talk about before we get into the show. Let's just kind of talk over all thoughts. This is a show that had a lot of obstacles in its way, a lot of things that it had to overcome. Yeah. How well do you think it did overcome them? I think it did the best it possibly could. Yes. Uh, when you find out that this started in 2019, uh, then covid happened yeah uh then jeff bridges finds out he has cancer right which you which 
un- unbelievable. Some of the stunts this man was doing when he was most likely right. very ill. Think right. about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then poor Jeff is recovering and gets COVID. Yeah. Uh, and that puts it back even more. And so they had to finish it up. They wanted to do 10 episodes and they had to do it down to seven. Right. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, that's why the ending kind of just kind of ends where it is. <laughs> yeah, but, it you know, overall, I thought they did a, you know, when you read about all that, you think, man, they really pulled it off. And I'm glad they did. This is a show that uh, I was, I was, I was not surprised that it's getting a lot of uh, people seem to like it because right. what has Jeff Bridges been in that people, people love Jeff Bridges. Yeah. And there's a reason because he's awesome. Right. He's always been. And John Lithgow too. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, but like, uh, this is a show that, uh, that needed, it, it probably needed a little bit more time to tell. It, it could have ended up being the top 10 show of the year, like number right. one, had right. it had the proper time. I think I think it was on its way. Yeah, I, I think so too. The, the the other issue you didn't mention is, you know, Jeff Bridges. I mean, before his health problems, I mean, he's still like what seventy five years old or something. Well, like he's that. he was he would have been like sixty nine when this started. Okay, so but he's in his seventies. So yeah, I mean, yeah. At, you're he's asking, not a young man. No, he's not. So I mean, th- I mean, it's called the old man, obviously. So you have to have an old man portray it. Yeah. But I mean, asking him to do what the, he has to do and some of this stuff is always going to be difficult for a man of his age. Uh, you know, John Lithgow is in the kind of the same boat, but he doesn't have nearly the physical stuff to do in the show. That yeah, and I, and I was going to say I, I haven't read anything. If you have, it looks like Bridges is doing most of this stuff. I think he is. Yeah, but I, I'm not. I'm not 100 positive about that. But I think that he is because uh, he had to have taken some martial arts training. I would think so. I, I I would think he had to take at least a little bit, or at least learn how to fight a little bit, even in his advanced years. Or do they had to, they? I'm yeah. sure they had to do something to work with him on that. You know, my, most of I would say probably all, but maybe one complaint that I have about the show are all related to the fact that they had to overcome some of these issues, and it makes it a little bit difficult of a of a task to rate it because I did enjoy the show a lot. Yeah. But there are some issues like the later half of the, sh- of the show, except for episode seven, episode seven. But I think if we read that article correctly, we both, both Ryan and I read an article on Decider. Didn't they say episode seven was filmed first? They remember uh, that correctly? I don't think so, because I read where the scene, uh, the scene, the car scene with Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow was the first scene that Jeff Bridges filmed when he got back and he had okay, not filmed okay. any scene with okay, John gotcha. before that. Okay. So yeah, yeah I think you're right. But <laughs> you know, one of the things I think that the only other issues I have with it, you know, there are parts where it did a little bit more because they, I think they had, they realized that he was, I don't know if, how quickly they realized that he was having these health struggles before they officially got diagnosed. But there were times when the action does get cut down, like in episodes five and six. Yeah, uh, there's almost yeah. none, as a matter of fact, in those episodes. Right. Uh, but I will say this: when I this was a different show than what I was expecting. When I saw same, the trailer, same thing. Yeah. When I saw the trailer, I thought it was just going to be an action show. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, "That'll probably be good. I'll, I'll definitely check it out at some point." But it wasn't one of like these shows that I was like, "Well, I've, I've really got to make sure I watch that." Because uh, just the straight up action show is fine, uh, but it's kind of like the terminal list. I mean, I'll watch it. I'll I'll be mildly entertained by it. But I was thinking it probably wouldn't have much of a story. But this show is actually more centered on the story more than anything else, and right. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, and I was going to say when when I was when I watched the finale, which is odd, uh, I 
I think of Justin so many times when I'm watching stuff now. <laughs> uh, and, I, and, I, and I thought, wow, I, this is what Justin wanted from the terminal list. It is. It, you're 100% correct. And in that. fact, I feel bad I gave the terminal list a loss because the terminal list is a friend's. If I had been watching these two at the exact same, same time, time because I had I had watched the first couple of episodes of the old man and then I got away from it because we were watching the terminal list. Right. Had I been watching at the same time, I, I would have given the terminal list a much lower rating because this show is far superior to right. it and does some like you were talking about how you wanted to see some of the John Wick fighting and gunfights. This is right. what this had. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're right. Because like let's I, even the trailer, you, which you get in the first episode, because you you get like Jeff Bridges, uh, excuse me, Dan Chase looks like something's wrong with him. Right. You know, he's waking up. But then you get that just incredible fight scene <laughs> that <laughs> takes about 15 minutes at the end that you're like, this guy who's like, I, I guess you would say piss, piss mad. Is that, that yeah, the term? That, at the beginning of the show, yeah. he looks frail. He looks like has like they have woke Jason Bourne. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like he rams into those guys and when he grabs a hold of that guy and puts him in a, you know, into like an MMA choke, I was like, oh my God. And like <laughs> I said, the fact that it's Bridges, you know, doing it, and then just some of the stuff he was doing with the guns and then the freaking dogs, man. Oh gosh. I love oh, dogs. <laughs> they were so, when he, when he uh, screams the, I guess is I don't know if it was German or Russian, whatever he did, the, the, the orders that the dogs only know right and they come running you were just like when he screamed that what that order i was like oh i know what's about to happen here (laughs) he said those dogs grab him but uh yeah the i will say the pilot episode one of the best pilot episodes i've ever seen they knew what they were doing with this because it hooked you in yeah, oh, it did. It, it, it 100% did. It, it was, the pilot is absolutely fantastic. Let's go ahead and get any negatives that we have. Let's go ahead and get those out of the way real quick. This is, I, look, we're not going to go beat by beat. This is a seven yeah. episode sh- show, and we're not going to spend, you know, if we go beat by beat uh, for seven episodes, we'd be here till 10 o'clock at night. Uh, so let's go ahead and what was the, what didn't work for you? Was there anything that stood out to you that didn't work? I thought the uh, some of the the flashbacks which let's shout out bill heck because he looks yeah. like a young jeff bridges and uh, who's the young guy who plays john lithgow's character he's oh, really yeah. he did. Was really did too uh christopher redmond yeah i thought some of those scenes kind of went a little too long especially in the middle episodes mm-hmm. that's what like you said where there was less action which come to find out once you get the once you get the finale they really didn't, but at the time they felt like they felt kind of boring. Yeah, they did. And yeah. I'll talk about that in a second, but go ahead and keep going with whatever. And my other negative is just like at the end, it's just like Jeff Richards and John Lithgow <laughs> are like, oh well, we lost. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that that's just, that's just more, again what we we're just talking about a second ago. I think that has far more to do with the fact that they had to really rework everything to and yeah. take it into seven episodes. I think also I'll kind of piggyback on the one that you just gave. Zoe's story just kind of ends abruptly as well. I mean, yeah, that did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's like, well, right. we'll do something like she also mentioned about how she saw something in the lawyer when she mentioned. Yeah, she did. Uh, and they don't really do anything like that because I kind of thought there was some there was probably I, something there. I think so too, because you know, he had been which I thought was a fantastic scene. You know, there was an action, but when he was teaching her, you know, the 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 
tales of, of that job. I, mm. I actually really enjoyed it. And let's also shout out Amy Brennan. Always yeah. good, whatever she's in. Right. She's also, unfortunately, been typecasted as if there's an older guy that is looking that needs that uh, needs a woman that's lonely. She seems to meet that character because <laughs> I've seen her play this character and always kills it. Let me just yeah, say does. that. Heat is one of the movies that stands out. Uh, she hooks up with Robert De Niro's character in that. But, uh, you know, just I thought she was fantastic. And like you said, her part just kind of ends because I think there was more there about how she's going all of a sudden start you know picking up all stuff on right I, I think and, so uh, too yeah I, I thought the last episode i think uh i just wonder if they thought they were gonna get more and then like my guess is fx or hulu was pushing them like no we need this out yeah right i'm away. sure they were i'm, I'm yeah. i feel pretty confident they were the only other issue i have from a storytelling perspective because like episode one the entire thing is is hinged on when when Harold Harper calls Dan Chase and he's trying to, you know, arrange for him to get out and to never be seen again because this is just as much of a problem for Harper as it is for Chase. Yeah. When he calls him, he tells he's talking to him about, you know, if you run and you don't come back and you basically abandon your daughter, he says, if you do that, you know, you'll be fine. You'll live. She'll be fine. She'll live. He doesn't know who his daughter is at the time. And we don't know who his daughter is at the time. We just yeah. hear him talking to her. And basically, and that's what Chase decides to do. He calls his daughter and says, we'll never be able to talk again. This is it. Goodbye. Uh, but obviously, you know, at the end of episode one, Harper tells Waters, he tell, the agent Waters, he says, you know, you'll probably never see that guy again because he actually had eluded the guys who were chasing him. But then when he runs over that guy, you know, he's obviously made a change of mind. I'm going to, I'm going to fight this. I'm not going to just stand by because I want to keep my yeah. daughter in my life. But what... And I thought that was all great. I thought I felt I felt that's where it was going to go. But when in episode three, when we find out that Angela and Emily are the same person, I was like, all right, he's been she's been right there next to Harper the whole time. Why do why not just you know keep it status quo to go on the run? And yeah, that was yeah. the only storytelling issue I had. I, I, I could see that. I, I could see that. How, how long did it take you to realize that Alia Shawkat was the daughter and the FBI agent? When they revealed it, I, I had no idea. Okay. I've been watching Search Party that she's on, so I recognized her voice immediately. I oh, did like, you? Okay. Yeah, so I heard her the first episode, <laughs> so I realized that she was going to be the daughter. And then, so I in episode two, she has a, I think, episode two, she has a bigger part, right? Yeah, that she has an episode two. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, I was like, oh, okay, I see where this is going. So I wondered how many people figure, figured that part I, out. I did not. I did not really. I've known her work a long time, so that's uh, you know I knew that. But uh, like I said, had I not been watching the, she has a very distinctive voice too. Yeah, that helped. But if I had not, I've been watching Search Party. You know, right? I just finished it right as the show was starting. <laughs> so had I not, that may not have helped me. Help me there. But I can see what you're saying about that. That makes sense. Like uh, I said, but that's really the only issue that was unavoidable yeah. everything else was you know if they were yeah. you know that was the only thing i think they could have done better from a story to, uh from a writing perspective everything else though they had to do their best to just make the best of a bad situation i thought they did a pretty good job uh yeah i did i did too is and fx knew this too because this got approved for a second season like yeah, after did. maybe the first episode it was very, very quick because they 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 knew that people are 
one, I think the the reviews were coming in were really good, and then they were like, "Oh man, they're gonna be so mad with finale." <laughs> yeah, true, they are. Uh, so, like I said, I thought it worked really well. Let's go ahead and talk about just some of uh, the performances real quick. Let's obviously start with Jeff Bridges because he is the title character. He Incredible. is the old man. Just overall thoughts about Jeff Bridges and just what he was doing in this in this show. This is what you expect when you get a TV show that Jeff Bridges is on. Yeah. This is why you go to Jeff Bridges. This is what makes me wonder. Now I wonder how much, because Jeff Bridges is an old school movie star. I wonder how much yeah. talking they had to talk him into doing TV. He's probably seen some of his counterparts finally doing thinking. Yeah. He's probably thinking I'm too good for TV, but then, but this is why you get Jeff Bridges. Uh, right. Because he destroys this role. He is the person for this role. Uh, I don't know who anybody else that could play this role because the, Dan Chase is suave as well and just and 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 likable and just you, I, I don't know if Liam Deeson could pull this role off and they're about no, the I same don't think age. he could I really don't yeah yeah I, I think this is someone like Jeff Bridges that you you have to be believable as an old man that's you know frail and it's also like you know done well in business like everything about that character is Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Jeff Bridges, you know, I don't know exactly when his kind of career arc changed. Maybe as after the Big Lebowski, but I mean, Big Lebowski, uh, but even that was like just a, it was a comedy still. I mean, it's very, yeah, but he was more himself. No, that's true. I guess that's true. You you make a point. Good point about that. If you've ever heard Jeff Bridges in real life, he talks like Big Lebowski. He's like, right. And let me just, he was on the uh, Smartless podcast, the one that Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, one of my favorite. I actually listened to it twice just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. One of the best guests I've ever heard on a podcast. Uh, every one of them had done a mo- had done a TV show or a movie with his brother. Right. So he was like, "Call me Uncle Jeff." You know, <laughs> to every one of them. So just the nicest guy, and just he's, he's like, "Come on, man, just." Everything you think he would sound like the dude, he, it's right. Jeff. That's Jeff Bridges. Yeah, it is, and he's he's just so personable and so likable. And it, but this also shows some range because he does a lot yeah. of things that make that would make him not likable in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you have to have the right guy in the in this title role to really get the audiences to buy in and to root for him. Because, like I said, I mean, you know, when they introduce Amy and they go on that date. You know, it's, when I when they first introduced, I knew they probably weren't going to kill Amy, uh, Zoe because Amy Brenneman is a pretty big star. So I was like, yeah. they're, they're probably not going to kill her. But you know, I was like, is there going to come a point where he has to make a choice? And when they have that scene where he basically just imagines what he thinks might have to happen next, where he kills the two cops and he ends up killing Zoe, I'm like, oh gosh, they actually did that. And yeah. it turns out he was just imagining. He's like, oh okay. But it, you know, the, that's that whole thing. I mean, this person that he obviously cares for, that he went on this date with, that he has. A genuine affection for at one point he thought about killing her i mean right. so i mean that's a that's a very unlikable thing and the fact that jeff bridges is able to to pull that off and still make you root for this guy and still want you still want this guy to succeed is is important uh before we go into the rest of the cast i do want to talk about this real quick because you mentioned it and i've, I've kind of forgot obviously there's two different storylines there's the current day storyline and there's the the flashback storyline I'm pretty much, I I think I know the answer on this, but I was still asking anyway, which one compelled you more? Oh, the, the, 
uh, the, the modern day. Yeah, the modern Jeffrey. day. But l- let's give Bill Hex. He was really good in all those things. Yeah, he was. And here's what I always thought when I was watching the look i found the modern day far more compelling as well and when i was watching all these flashbacks i was thinking the entire time and this is just maybe become too much of a of a guy who's trying to figure stuff out i don't know instead of just sit there and trying to watch it and enjoy it i was sitting there watching because they're having these flashbacks and like we know that he ends up running off with with uh what's his name hazan what i can never pronounce his name farzan farzan hazan Hudson, uh, yeah. when he ends up running off, you like, you know, what's going to happen in these flashbacks. He's just going to run off with his wife. And that's going to be that. That's, that's the story. So I was, I knew that this is basically, there's no point of these flashbacks unless they are holding something back. Did you ever, were you thinking that, or were you just like, just watching? Cause I like, that was the one thing I was always trying to keep my eye out for. What are they going to reveal to us in these flashbacks that they are holding back? Yeah. I had a feeling there was something coming. Yeah, because otherwise like they, they serve no purpose. <laughs> right, like, right, right. I was like, we know but how were, the story ends. But there were multiple things because I also wonder, you know, she knew about this mineral, right? Mm-hmm. That was, and Dan Chase is obviously rich. Yes. So something tells me, and maybe we'll find out about it in season two, and maybe we would have found out at more in season one. Obviously, maybe he somehow goes back to get that mineral, or maybe. somehow is involved in mining whatever that mineral was because like he's really rich yes, in modern day so he has to somehow know about that mining and i have a feeling that it's that mineral in afghanistan well the article we've read in decider the one that yeah. uh, that i was writing you, you sent it to me we turned out we were reading the same thing there's an article in decider if, if you want to go read it but there's an article that talks about uh, this show and just everything that it was facing all that stuff and, but one of the things they pointed out in that article was in the book a big part of the book is him stealing money uh apparently oh, yeah yeah right right and they said they're not really going to explore that in the sh- show they need to explain though where he gets his money and yeah. maybe that is from the mineral in the show because the, like i said this man is just incredibly wealthy and yeah. they've got a that's probably that's one thing I, I didn't really and i think they'll explain some of the stuff in season two there are some things that you know i would like some further explanation where does, where does he get his money from how did uh Faraz Hadzam or whatever his name is, how did he find out that yeah. they're still alive? How does he find out that they have his obviously they knew he had his uh, they had his daughter because his daughter was gone? Yeah. Uh, I'm a little con- I'm a little confused. I would like to know the age of the daughter when they reveal that in episode seven that they took the daughter as well. She looked like she was like four uh i don't know it was, it was such a quick glimpse i really would like to know how old she was when they when she was taken from her father and to go with her mother and dan chase because like i would think i would think at some she would remember that if she was four like i was thinking but maybe if she's yeah. only two but like I said, it was just too hard to tell i, said, I really yeah, want to know how to old she was uh that, that's a big thing i want to know how old she was when they ended up fleeing from uh i, I gotta get his name right hold on let me pull it it's back. faraz hamza Hamzad, Hamzad, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so, like, when they flee from him, I really want to know how old she was when, when they end up doing that. Um, all right, so let's get back to the characters real quick. Uh, look, Jeff Bridges is he is the star. There's no question about that. But the way you make this show go to another level is you get John Lithgow and you get Amy Burnham, but especially John Lithgow. What yeah. about John? What do you think about John Lithgow? In this? What do you think Love. about him in general? Uh, John Lithgow, perfect person for this role as well. 
just kills it. Uh, you know, you, you never know if he's the good guy, the bad guy, right. w- what's going on. Uh, he's he's just the he's the perfect person for this role, like t- perfectly casted. He always looks like he's up to something, but then he's always has looks of confusion right. on his face. Yes, too. he does. Yeah, it's just. It's Lithgow, and he's he's played similar roles in this. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of something, but, like, he's just – you never know with him until yeah. the very end. Uh, right. But I also loved the the scenes with him and the daughter uh, yeah. were really good, where he, you know, was mentoring, and he loved her. And, in fact, it sounds like he loved her more than he loved his own son. Yeah, it sounds uh, that way. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought their scenes were really good, and he was really hurt when he found out – you know that that she was placed there, and he she had been spying the whole time because they they right. had such a tight relationship. You could tell how hurt he was, but you could also tell how scared he was for her life at, at the end as well. Yeah. So you really thought, okay, you finally came around in the last <laughs> episode. Oh, Lithgow's actually a good guy here. So yeah, real quick, you said she she was spying. I, I kind of thought that too, but well, at the end in episode seven when when we have that wonderful scene between Lithgow and uh, Bridges. Well, that's true. Yeah. He says, you know, they never talked about that. So uh, I don't really know that. Uh, I, I don't know the purpose of Morgan boat putting her there. Cause that's the reason that's the reason yeah. that she ends up. I mean, obviously, obviously Harper is the one who ends up making the decision to hire. And that was a great story about him seeing her punch that, uh, that officer in, yeah. in the Bureau Academy. Uh, but you know, obviously he Morgan Boat had something to do with it because he obviously got up to the point where he knew she would be watched by by him. But uh, like I said, we'll talk about that scene at the end a little bit later on. Lithgow for me, he, he is just one of my favorite performers. Uh, yeah. 30, uh, Third Rock from the Sun is, you know, it's, it's a very cheesy show, but he is great in it. Yeah. Uh, I love his his over the top performance in that show. One of my favorite performances of all time is his voice performance in Shrek as Lord Farquaad. Oh yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. It, uh, Shrek yeah. was the first movie I saw in the new theater. That's now the only. It's the only theater in Starkville. But and I died watching that movie. Yeah. And me and some friends were there, and like I was just cackling the entire time watching. A lot of it was. I mean, that entire cast is, is spectacular in, in Shrek. Yeah. But <laughs> he he just had me going. The, I thought he gave the best performance in that film. Uh, just his, you know, some of you may die, but as a sacrifice, I am willing to live with. Uh, just loved him, and like I said, my friends were like, "I guess you enjoyed that movie, didn't you?" He's like, "Yeah, I did. I really did." Uh, but. I love John Lithgow. I think he's spectacular. Yeah. Well, he, he is. Has... He's been with us for like 40 years. Yeah. Think yes. about like, uh, I think one of the first times Footloose, he was the villain. Well, he was the villain in Footloose. He was one, kind of... shut, one to stop that dancing. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the role that he plays is uh, he plays these, he kind of plays villains for the most part. Yeah. But he when he plays these villains, he's not like this one. He, he you kind of think he's going to be the villain, like you said, and you're not really sure. It's just a credit to what he does as an actor. And just, you know, he, there are times when he looks like he's kind of lost and not really sure what to do. But like when he, after, as soon as he gets off that phone and he's, you know, at this point of desperation, trying to get chase to abandon, you know, whatever, abandon whatever plan that he had concocted when he was discovered, he, but he goes right back in, agent waters is like giving him the business and he says do i look like the kind of guy that 
uh, needs to be effed with. I mean, yeah, just, yeah. just so good from him. And I absolutely, absolutely thought his performance yeah. was wonderful. So loved it. All right. Uh, next person I want to talk about, let's talk about Amy Brenneman. I, uh, I loved her performance in this. I thought it was really good. And I'll talk a little bit more about it in a second, but I want to give you a chance to talk about it first. Yeah. I thought, she, I thought she was really, really good too. This is a, uh, a woman that was, you know, lonely, was wanting to to meet someone and then here's someone that's nice to her right but then also uh gets kidnapped <laughs> but then you know you find out she finds some upper hands right and, you know finds out things about him and I, I thought it was an intriguing character and i think there's you know we found out in that article that we both read that she's back for season two for sure yeah she will be mm-hmm. i think there's a lot more to this character Especially when we're finding out she she's a little more skilled than than Dan realized. Yeah, I, she is, and I think I personally think her role is the toughest to pull off because oh, yeah. she has to play. She has to have a a lot more growth in this show than anybody else does because she mm-hmm. has to go from this completely clueless, completely unprepared for what she's about to be thrust into, and to basically trying to be able to hold her own. Amy Brennan, what she does so well is she has this ability to pro- project a vulnerability while having strength at the same time. Yeah. And that's what she does in this role. I mean, she there are times when she is very vulnerable, and but she's still, as she, the character grows, she gets more self-confident. She has a better understanding of her situation. She she starts to try to adapt herself into, into Dan Chase's world, and I think she does a good job. Now, one thing I think that they do so well in this with her character is she has growth and she is by the time we get to the end of the season in season one she is more comfortable she is more confident but she still isn't like just completely ready for that world and i think it was smart to not make her just completely ready and completely entrenched in that world because if you had that's just too quick of an adjustment i thought and i thought they did a really good job of balancing that no i think you're right on that uh she, she she had more learning to do yeah, she really did. So uh, let's talk about the daughter. Uh, her name is Aaliyah Shockwat, right? Yeah, Shawcat. Shawcat. I've never seen her before. You said you have. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, you know, most known for, uh, oh, man, what's the show? With the Blues. Uh, the Blues. Uh, Hold on, I'll pull oh that up. I cannot uh, think of one. How am I forgetting the show? I got her pulled up. Let's see. What Rest is- Development. Okay, so I never saw Rest of Development, so okay, that yeah. that is why, yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, what did you? Th- I liked what she was doing. In this, what else? What did you think about her? Oh, I thought I thought she was really good. She had a very interesting part to play because you know she had to uh, trick uh, to trick John Glithgow's character, and then keep her dad up to date, and then try to look like she's not trying to keep <laughs> her dad up to date. I mean, she's right. it's a tough role, and I, I thought she did a good job. Yeah, I thought she did a good job too. I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting way to go down with them because, like, she is she has held, held her poker face the entire time. But the moment that that Harold Harper, played by John Lithgow, the moment he says Belor, her mother's actual yes. name, there is a definite break in her, and they he even his character even talks about that in in episode seven when he's in there when he's in the car with Dan Chase when they're actually driving to hopefully go get her. He talks about how that one moment she was she was completely outed in a matter of days after that. But it, you could tell that Harper his antenna went up as soon as he saw that reaction to Bloor's name uh, yeah. from her. So, like I said, it was a really good performance by her. I thought she did a really good job of 
you know, because like I said, I didn't have the first clue that that was that he was uh, she was both Emily and Angela. I had no idea. And when they revealed, I'm like, oh, okay, because there's two big reveals in this. That that's the first one. They both revolve around her, so that's the first one yeah. when they reveal that Emily and Angela are the same. But the second one is obviously when they reveal that he's she's not actually Chase's daughter. She's uh, Hamzad's daughter. That's uh, and like I said, so this story, and we don't realize it. The story really is revolving around her. Oh yeah, yeah. She's you know like like you said, the character that's keeping this whole thing going. It's everything is involving her being taken from the get-go and then you know getting her back yeah and so really good stuff from her i really enjoyed it a lot all right so that is kind of the main characters those are those are really your your four main characters in this the periphery characters i thought they did a good job as well i thought ej bonilla is he bobby bonilla's son i wonder they look kind of like yeah that's good i don't know i could see that now that you mentioned that i meant to look look that that up. up Yeah, I meant to look that up and I forgot to look it up. But he does a good job in terms he of does, just, yeah. Cause Waters is just absolutely you you hate him. <laughs> and, yeah. And and you do. I mean, you're supposed to hate him because he's just supposed to be. I mean, that's they literally say that in the, when they're talking about him in the show is like nobody likes him at the at the CIA. And I thought it was just fantastic that they actually just come out and say that he's playing a character that you're not supposed to like, and he does a really good job of it. Uh the the other assassins, let's see, what were their names? I forgot. Um, uh, uh, where is it? Where is it? Julian Carson. Okay, yeah, and I thought they do a good job. Uh, we don't yeah, get a Julian lot of Carson them. is mostly that guy is mostly known from the show The Wire. He was, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chris Chris Parnell. What that was that Chris Part Partlow. Chris Partlow. He's, yeah. He was one of the main characters of The Wire. Yeah, so like I said, it's. Uh, I thought they do a good job. But like I said, this for the most part, the show kind of revolves mm-hmm. around those those main four characters, and everybody else has to kind of play off of them. I think they do, all do a really good job of it. Uh, you know, the thing that I'm wanting to is, let's just go ahead and talk about what they hopefully will do in season two real quick because yeah, yeah. it does wrap up in a weird spot. I mean, it really does. Uh, it's just kind of like it's like you said, they just kind of accept the fact that oh well, we lost. Uh, but I I don't think they're going to keep that going i think they'll they're going to oh, keep no, yeah. in, in second season uh things that i want to know the answer to well let's just let me ask you that first what are some things you want to know the answer to when we go into uh, season two let's talk about like like you mentioned where how did dan chase get his money yeah what what made uh faraz come out of potty what what, yeah. what made him come after him now Right. And also, I want to know how this Afghan warlord can have such influence over the United States government. Uh, yeah. that's, that's kind of something I'm a little interested to find out because, I mean, they said if whatever Hamzad wants, he's going to get. And then, like, he's got, he puts into motion a, a black op by the, the government to get Chase initially. But once that fails, that kind of becomes a much more official thing. And like I said, well, why does this guy have so much influence over the United States government and just basically? being able to do whatever he wants with with dan chase uh i do want to know you know how she is going to respond how angela or emily i guess it's emily technically yeah uh how emily is going to respond when she finds out that her father is actually hamzad i want to see how that yeah plays out. I, I wondered if she knew yeah i kind of wondered that too I, I don't think she did because yeah, based but... off of the way she was reacting in in episode seven I, I don't think she did but i guess there's that possibility that she, that yeah. she could and it, she could be getting this from her mother and that, 
let's talk about that, that real quick because at episode seven we get these dream sequences where yeah. this is knocked out cold and i didn't know what to make of those did you yeah i didn't did i did not know either because she used her actual the pawana name right parwana yeah yeah I'm, i was confused about those as well yeah i, I wasn't really sure where they're going that i'm wondering you know if there's this possibility that the mother who is we haven't talked about her she actually is in succession she plays yeah uh, she's fantastic yeah, she plays, Abbas, uh, yeah, she's Logan's wife in Succession. Yeah. Uh, he's really good in this too. Yeah, and the younger version is spectacular. Uh, what what is her the younger version's name? Uh, younger version, yeah, Liam Lubbeny, who I yeah. thought looks like a very uh, a young Jamie Gertz, if you remember from Lost Boys. Oh, okay. I she, it's been I a thought long she looked like her. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought she was spectacular. I thought she yeah, did she a was. really good job. Really good. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of wondering if, you know, because that's one of the things that Chase is revealing to to Harper in the the in the car ride, which is just a fantastic scene to watch those oh, two. So good. Let's kind of talk about that real quick. Yeah. It's really just monologues, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of hard to think that monologues are this captivating thing, but just watching those two play off of each other was just absolutely fantastic. It was, you know, we had been getting teased with it for a while because they'd been on the phone a few times, right? but to actually get them going at each other and then, you know, kind of arguing and then finding some common ground that they right. both loved the same woman, their daughter, right? you know, that was good. And that, and that they both came to the same goal. We, we've got to rescue her, but yeah, it was, it was fantastic. One of the best scenes we've had in, in anything we've watched. Yeah, it was. It was just fantastic. Like I said, it, just watching two guys talk, you wouldn't think would be all that compelling. But just Lithgow, I think, especially really sold that. I mean, because he yeah. was desperate to make, because he knew that the only way that, uh, well, well, we assume that the only reason that, the only way that they were going to get Emily back alive is if he could get Chase to spill the beans on whatever it is that he was holding back. Obviously, I don't think Hamza was going to kill his daughter, but right. we don't know that at the time. Yeah, I thought one of my favorite parts of the whole the whole when he was when uh, Lithgow was telling the story about how he found Angela, right? About the punching, yeah, and and they both had a small like a small proud dad face. That I right. thought they both pulled it off really well. It was a nice, nice touch by both of them in that part. Yeah, it was. It was a very nice touch by both of them. We haven't really talked about this. Were you? How surprised were you when you found out that she was Hamzad's actual daughter? Very surprised. Even though I, you know, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. It makes sense but when they, you look back at it. Yeah, but like, yeah, I was surprised. I was like, oh, right. Now we know why he's really pissed off because yeah. I thought it was going to be the mining stuff that he took his wife and then he never found out where these minerals were, mm-hmm. you know, but then, you know, like you said, Oh no, that's not really no, at he all. He's took his young child. Yeah. Yeah. I was, like I said, I knew it was building towards something. So I wasn't surprised. I, I was waiting for this reveal to come that we were going to get some type of a reveal of some sort about what actually happened at the end of their time in Afghanistan, when they finally decided to go on the run together. I was waiting for a reveal. I didn't know what it was going to be. I d- there was no real reference to Hamzat having a daughter in all the flashbacks. I don't remember seeing one or hearing them talking no, about a daughter. I don't either. Mm-hmm. So that did take me by surprise because of the fact that they reveal that. And like it's like you said, when you look at it, look back at it, I mean, she looks much, I mean, she doesn't really have a whole lot. I mean, obviously they're actors, but I mean, yeah. 
you can tell that she has much more of an Afghan blood in her than she does. Right. And, yeah. and the, the actress is half, I think, Iraqi. Right. Uh, so, she, you know, she's from, you know, that area, I mean, right. that part of the world. I, so that's perfect casting on that actress. Yeah, it is. And like I said, it, it shouldn't have come as, I'm not going to say it shouldn't have come as a surprise, but it's not, when you look back at it, you're like, oh, okay, well, a lot of yeah. that makes sense. Which, when you have a reveal like that, that's the type of reveal I want. One that, okay, it does surprise me, but one that still makes complete and total sense in the grand scheme. Yeah, right. I, I agree on that. So, uh, what else do we want to talk about? Anything else do we want to talk about that or do we want to get on to awards? Um, I just want to say that, you know, well, we'll talk about this was this was a this was a fun show to watch and it makes you want more of it. And that's yeah, that's is. always a that's always a good thing. And also, like you mentioned, it wasn't exactly what you thought it was gonna be, but no, it, it was wasn't. a good it was a good spy thriller. And it yeah, kept it was it kept you uh, they would drop you little stuff and it kept you wanting more. And even the scenes when it was kind of boring were still good. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were, they were all, the yeah. whole thing was done really well. Like I said, there, but yeah. there does get, does slog down a little bit, especially yeah. there in the middle late episodes. Uh, but like I said, it still is done really, really well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. One thing I'm looking forward to with this is hopefully when they do season two, is I'm hoping that they will they won't have the same issues. Hopefully, Jeff Bridges will be in better health, and they don't have yeah. to have all those things because I think that is a huge reason why some of the I think like I said, there's only one real issue I had outside of the things that they that were beyond their control. Uh, everything else that I thought they did really well that they could do really well on. So yeah, well, Jeff says he's back to full health, so that's well, good. We'll, we'll be good to go. I, I'm sure they'll be filming soon. Uh, and hopefully he will stay in good health. So. Yes, yes. All right, so let's go ahead and get on to our awards. If you are new to the Main Attraction Podcast, at the end of a season or a movie that we cover, we give out six awards to the cast members of the show based on the six characters of Friends. So let's start with the the uh, Rachel. The Rachel is the star, the person who stood out the most. Who is your Rachel for the old man? Uh it's got to be Jeff Bridges. Yeah, it does. I mean, whenever you have a title character, it's got to be them. Or yeah. The show doesn't work. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's got to be Jeff Bridges. I mean, like I said, if, if, you, if you're going to have the guy that's called the old man is based on him and his uh, perspective, I thought it's got to go with him. So yeah. Uh, next is the Joey, a character you just enjoy, a character you just like. Not necessarily the best character, but a character you still enjoy nonetheless a whole lot. Who is your Joey? I went with uh, John Lithgow here. Love him. I'm always happy to see him, so. I did too. He he was my he was my Joey as well, and he was playing a very different role than I'm accustomed. I mean, the very first scene yeah. we get with him is him crying like a baby. I mean, right. uh, I wasn't expecting that when I saw John Lithgow show up. So, uh, good stuff from him. I really enjoyed it a lot. Next is the Chandler, the person who made you laugh the most. Who you give your Chandler to? Well, there wasn't a lot of humor in this. No, there's not. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I thought I, I did I did co on this one. I gave it to Alia Shawkat and Amy Brennan. If there were any type type of light moments, they happened to be involved in them. I went with the dogs. The dogs. Okay, made that would. You're right. I forgot about the dogs, and I, I didn't they're, put they're them. They're not cast members, but like I, the dogs yeah. made me laugh almost uh, every time. I, I, I yeah. Want, I want my dogs to be able to train as well as his dogs. Let, let me shout out the dogs real quick. I have some friends, the Dex, Andrew and Katie Lynn, and they listen to this podcast. So, and I, I told Katie Lynn that she needed to watch John Wick, and I did not mention the dog had died. And she has never forgiven me for that. That was like eight <laughs> years ago, seems like. 
And so, like, when this movie, the show came out, I started watching it, and I told Andrew, I was like, let me watch this. <laughs> we let Katie Lynn watch right. it, because there's two dogs in here. And then when they were fine, I, I could tell they weren't going to be any ones. I called him, I was like, you can start watching now. You can watch it now. <laughs> and they're going to be back for season two. We that, That's what I was about to say. They said in that interview, that article read, <laughs> that they will be back for season two, which makes me happy because I love those dogs. Yeah, they were great. All right. Next is the Phoebe, the kind of the oddball character. Who is your Phoebe for this show? I went with uh, Morgan uh, Bott. Yeah. The, old, the other, the, maybe the the real old man. Because uh, we didn't know what we still don't know what his full character is, and I'm interested uh, to learn more about him. That was another thing. What is what is bought behind all of this in season two? Yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I I'm changing mine to him, to him. I, I think he is the, the he's kind of a mystery character of the whole thing. You don't really know what he's doing uh, throughout the course of it, and you really never get yeah. a good feel for it. So, uh, next is the Monica. Who is your Monica? The person who isn't the best character or the top character, but never uh, a character who plays an important part, regardless. Well, I should have gone with all your Shawcat here. Now that we've talked about it, because her character is right. really the one. Uh, moving the whole thing, but I actually went with Bill Heck and Lean Loveny as the young uh, Abby and Dan Chase because I thought you know their whole story wow. kind of moved this whole thing going. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going with Emily or Angela or whoever, yeah. Alia Shawcat. That's who I ended up going with. Uh, uh, but you kind of for the reasons that you mentioned. So yeah. last but not least is the Ross, the least favorite character of the show. Who was your Ross? I went with Farhaz uh, Hamzad. Did you? I went with uh, EJ Bonilla as as Agent Waters. <laughs> yeah, he would have been good too. Yeah, they're both good because they're they're both supposed to not be liked. So yeah. uh, good good for both of them. And they do yeah. that thing that we talk about. You know, they're supposed to not be liked, uh, and they pull it off. Not, they're not liked because they they're doing a bad job, but they're not liked because it's just the character. So, uh, which is what you want. All right. We also rate every show that we watch, and we have come to the end of a of a season, and we have a five-tier rating system. At the top of our list is a Game of Thrones, so if you're among the best of the best, we give you a Game of Thrones. Beneath the Game of Thrones is Lost. Middle of the road for us is Friends. Uh, second, uh, second to the bottom is Full House, and at the very bottom of our ranking system is a Baywatch. Where does the Old Man Season 1 fall for you in our rating system? Uh, th this is going to be lost. Uh, it had it had its full ten episodes, I think it would have been Game of Thrones easy. The first two episodes looked like it was on its way to yeah. Game of Thrones. Once we find out that that shit, if it had its ten episodes, I think we could have got to where it was. But what a great show! Uh, you know, I really enjoyed it, and I'm really looking forward to season two. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I think there is a this. Really would have been. I'm 100 agree with you on everything you said. It this is a lost. It could have been a Game of Thrones. I think if they didn't run into all the issues that they ran into, like I said, they were beyond their control. There's nothing they could do about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and I think there is a Game of Thrones version of this. And I think maybe season two will become a Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think they'll have to deal with those. But based off what we get, I like I said, I feel bad giving it, bumping it because of the fact, bumping it down because it, they had to deal with things that they couldn't avoid. But it's still, I mean, when you're watching the show, your enjoyment of it and how much you're, how well it's done, you still, those things are there and you still have to deal with it. So, uh, but right. it, I think it is, you know, we still, they still deserve a lot of credit for pulling off as good of a show as they did considering all that they had to deal with though. Yeah. And like I mentioned, like when we started this, man, 
watching this in the terminal list back to back, this is so far superior. Yeah, it is. It's just, I mean, it's just the difference between having a solid story behind yeah. the action and all the other stuff that's going on on screen. Whereas the terminal list, it just took too long for that to develop. Yeah. Eventually we got there. It just took like five episodes for it to get right. there. So, uh, and that just makes a big difference. It really does. So, all right. Uh, at the end of our first week, uh, first p- podcast of the week, we like to do recommendations for our listeners. Do you have any recommendations for our listeners? This yeah, I've, I've got one. I watched the gray man last night. I need to watch uh, it. I haven't watched it yet. Ron Gosling and Chris Evans, Billy Bob Thornton and Anna, Anna de Armas. Man, I loved it. I Did thought you? it was fantastic. Yeah, it I want to watch it. Really good action movie directed by the Russo brothers, famous yes. for their Avengers. Uh, it, I think this is closer to what 80s action movies were. There's a little bit of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, these guys are throwing lines at each other. Uh, like, uh, and Ron Gosling is actually really good at kind of being funny. Yeah. He's not like Ron Reynolds deadpan, but he's he's good at throwing out lines and I, I really enjoy it. This is a movie had it come out in the 80s, may have started starred Kurt Russell and Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it's uh you know re- really, really good. I, I I would highly recommend it. May, maybe the best um Netflix movie. Oh really there's been a few that I've liked so uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty high yeah. praise. Uh, my recommendations actually end up having three ones, kind of a, of a, a actually, I kind of have four. All right, let's start with the thing I'm going to not recommend. So, and I don't think that anybody would ever go back and watch it, but nevertheless, I want to comment on this movie anyway. Uh, another podcast I listen to, uh, they are, I'm a patron, I'm a Patreon contributor to their, to their show. And this was, week was their week that where we picked the show, the, the movie that one was, uh, the one that starred Jet Li in 2001. It is awful. Don't go watch that. <laughs> I mean, what, what, which one? The one with Jet Li. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I bet. I, yeah, I, I, I kind of think I watched it back in the day. But let me look. look go, go ahead. Talk about it. Jet Li is incredible in terms of his martial art prowess. He's is absolutely spectacular, but he is a terrible actor. <laughs> oh, he's so terrible. Uh, and I, you know, that movie was supposed to be like his jumping off point, but it never really. Uh, it, it didn't have the effect that I think a lot of people were were hoping for him. But like I said, there are the premise is pretty interesting, but the execution is pretty awful. Uh, so like I said, uh, I, I'm interested to see what this podcast I listen to. I'm interested to see what they say about it. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to hammer it pretty hard, but I could be wrong. Uh, like I said, Statham is in it too. Yeah, he is. That's one of his first things. I don't know things. if I've ever watched it. It's not a great performance by Statham. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, I love Jason Statham. His yeah. character is just odd. Uh, so, like I said, it's, it's one of those things where maybe if you want to watch it just to see some really weird performances, because there are some weird performances in it. It's a multiverse thing, so I was kind of, when I first, oh, wow. when I first started, I was like, oh, this might be interesting. And like I said, the premise is very interesting, and it's just not executed well at all. So, what is uh, the streaming on? Uh, if you're going to watch, you better catch it quick. It's uh, on Netflix until the end of the month. So uh, okay, okay. Uh, the things I will recommend though, uh, we've been watching a lot more Hulu, so I went ahead and upgraded my account to a not an ad free version. Uh, it's like six bucks more. Absolutely worth it. I mean, it made I, I I finally did it for the last episode of the old man, the one that we're talking about now. Made that viewing experience so much better not having those ads there. Uh, so, and like I said, if, if you if you can afford the extra five or six bucks, how much it is, I would highly recommend doing that. Uh, actual television or t- uh, other things that I will recommend. I finally finished the boys today. Have you watched the boys yet for season three? No, I have not. I need to do that. 
it's it's fantastic. It may be the best season of this. Uh, I want to talk to you about it after we get all on uh, after we get off air. So uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, but uh, it's a really really good season of it. It's just I love the new characters they introduced. I love what they go down. I they, if you've seen the trailer, you know that they are introducing the storyline where. Uh, Carl Urban's, uh, what's his name? Butcher, get, like they can get powers. Uh, I didn't know how that would work. It worked really, really well. I thought it, well, that played very, very well. Uh, so I would recommend The Boys. It's on Amazon Prime. It has wrapped up at season three. The other thing I want to recommend, I saw on Hulu, because uh, we've been watching it on with the old man and some other things, because uh, we're going to cover only murders in the building here soon as well. I saw that the new season of uh, what we do in the shadows had released oh, yeah. and I've never seen it. It's like, you know what? I'll go ahead and give it a shot. That is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I've, I've been telling <laughs> you this, man. It really is. I mean, I, did I was, you, did you start from season one? Yeah. I started from season one. Okay, uh, yeah. Started from season one. I'm now on season two and they bring Craig Robinson into season two. I'm like, Oh, yeah. this is spectacular. Uh, I, I, have you gotten to the, I, I can't remember what season it is. The Colin Robinson energy vampire. Yeah, oh, that's that's the very beginning. That, it's a, okay, that may be the best episode. It, it, it's just absolutely fantastic. I mean, uh, I was sitting there watching it, and I had my headphones on because it the language. The only uh, my kids are downstairs. But there's nothing visually on there that makes it TV GMA. It's all the it's what they talk about in the language they use. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm sitting there just dying laughing, and my son says, "You're laughing a lot at that show." I was like, "Because it's funny." So leave me alone. It is. <laughs> Every character is really, really funny. Matthew Barry just kills me. Yeah. Every time. I mean, he, he just he does. Is. See why I was so upset? Like he was in <laughs> Boba Fett, and he wasn't funny exactly one time at all. His character was not funny at all, at all. I was like, uh. yeah, watching what we do in the shadows, seeing that it makes me even more angry. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but that would be my recommendation. If you haven't seen it, like I said, go check it out because it is great. Oh, it's just fantastic. Oh, uh, the episode I'm talking about is in episode season two, episode uh, five. Okay, I haven't gotten that far, so there okay, must be something called, else. It's called Colin's Promotion. Just watch. Okay, I haven't seen the that now. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking on episode three of season two, I think. Maybe. Okay, just wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to add for, oh, let me, before we do that? Uh, we are in our midweek episode. We are going to be covering all six episodes of Miss Marvel. It finished up last week. So uh, most likely you've seen it is our Patreon pick. We gave two options and Miss Marvel overwhelmingly won in the con in the voting. So uh, we're going to discuss Miss Marvel here in just a little bit. And y'all will hear about later on in the week. But uh, anything else you want to add before we go off? Appreciate everyone joining us and we'll talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.